It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson. Are you ready to get real, break through, and learn how to make your midlife the best time of your life? Take on those life challenges and turn them into opportunities? Let's rock. Here's Dr. Ellen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rock Your Midlife. I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I am so excited that you are here today because we are talking with an amazing guest about my favorite topic, which is getting your midlife mojo back. Mojo means your magic, which you actually already have, but it just can get really clouded by all of the things that we go through in midlife, all of the trauma we experience, health crises, relationship issues, job issues. And today we are really going to help you get your midlife mojo back. So if you are longing for change, if you want to get unstuck and find the confidence, energy, and clarity to transform yourself, this show is for you. And you know, you're not alone. Many, if not most midlife women really feel stuck. And I know in my life, I have felt stuck in so many times. And I think at midlife, it's so hard to move forward because we're so dug in, right? We've got to worry about that paycheck and we've got to worry about our kids and our parents and our relationships. And, you know, your brain's not interested in you getting your mojo back. Your brain just wants to keep you safe. So, you know, it's very easy to just want to duck and hide. I can't tell you how many clients tell me, you know, Dr. Ellen, there are times I just want to duck under the covers with a bag of potato chips and watch Netflix and it's such a joy to help them get unstuck. And this show is going to help you do that because we are going to be talking with Mindset Mojo Mentor and Intentional Living Guide, Linda Joy. And she has spent the last three decades supporting women in creating an intentional life and business if, it is, if desired that aligns with the truth of who you are. And I was fortunate to meet her through Facebook. She saw one of my posts and she thought, wow. Midlife Whisper. This is kind of the a woman that is perfectly in line with my business, and we really were soulmates from the the from the word go. Just like wow, just even had matching hair. So I'm so excited that we're going to be talking with her. Um, and I want to just before we get into talking with Linda, um, I want to really talk about you know in my work with midlife women in my own life. There really are two ways that we make the shift that leads to us getting our mojo back. So we can do it intentionally, or sometimes the universe steps in and triggers a transformation. Mm. And I know in my life, it's happened, and Linda's going to talk about that too. For me, you know, intentionally was leaving a 25-year marriage. I just knew that it wasn't where I wanted to be going anymore. It was very painful. There was a lot of love there, a lot of connection. We had two kids together. So that was super hard, but that was intentional realizing, okay, the universe was like, it's time to go. It's time to make a change. And then in my own life, the unintentional was getting breast cancer, which was like, what the heck is this about? And so that um, triggered me to make some huge changes, both in terms of my lifestyle, also in terms of letting my workaholic go. So those are kind of the ways that I see transformation happening. And in this marvelous book that Linda is the publisher of that we'll get into in a few moments, you're going to see dozens of stories of both things, women who had the aha moment of like, 
oh my goodness, I'm running out of time and I need to make a change or, oh my goodness, what just happened to me? And how do I deal with this? Um, because, you know, what happens is during this confusing process that, you know, Brene Brown talks of it as a really an unraveling. It's not a crisis. It's an unraveling. It's a meltdown. That's where the alchemy starts to happen as you confront your shadows, your people pleaser, your inner critic, you're a perfectionist, you're workaholic, and you allow the universe to just vacuum up all of these masks and cobwebs that we've accumulated and all of this trauma that we have formed to keep ourselves safe. Well, that's when you're able to let your light come in and you break wide open and you really start to shine and you understand like, wow, that's what this midlife getting my mojo back is all about. Um, and what's fascinating that I found through my life and my work is that through the process, like moths and butterflies who go from caterpillars to butterflies, your DNA, your essence, that soul part of you, those soul cells, that remains the same. And there's an inner shift that leads to a new, more authentic you. And what's so interesting is that you feel and look different. I look at old pictures of myself and I'm like, oh my goodness, well, that doesn't look like me anymore. It's really an amazing process. You feel different, you look different and your world's different, your energy's different and you attract different things in your life. And you know, for me, it's really been about attracting what's truly in my best interest, really harnessing the law of attraction. And um, really, you reclaim your, your inner mojo. And the recipe for doing that, I actually was able to write the forward for this beautiful book, um, is really equal parts authenticity and courage, a cup of self-love, and a large dash of vitality, a tablespoon of progress, not perfection, Sprinkle in a little intention and you bake in this oven of co-creation until you're cooked. And all you need to do to take that first step, whether big or small, get this, is say yes to yourself. That's right. Say yes to yourself and no to all of the people, the places and the things, including that inner voice of fear and doubt that keeps you stuck in reverse. And so today's show is really going to inspire you and give you tools to make that transformation for yourself. As I mentioned, we're talking with Linda Joy. She is a creatrix of multiple inspirational media and publishing brands, including the beloved Aspire magazine, which I am actually on the cover of Aspire this month. And she is celebrating her 17th year of an Inspired Living Publishing, which is a boutique publishing company that has released 19 best sellers, mm -hmm. including the recently released Reclaiming Your Midlife Mojo, which I think uh, women's stories of self-discovery and transformation. It's, it's when it, what is the day? I think it's um, being published November 15th. today. Yeah. So actually it was yesterday, if you're listening to this live, it is being published on the 15th of November, and she is a sacred visibility catalyst. She's been working with mission-driven female entrepreneurs in the personal and spiritual development genres for over a decade to elevate their visibility, connect with their aligned audience, and enhance their message using feminine principles. You are going to love her. She is becoming a dear friend by the moment. Welcome to Rock Your Midlife, Linda. So awesome to have you here. 
I am so happy to be here. We had a kindred connection the moment a mutual friend, Angel, um, serendipitously brought us together. So thank you for the invite. I'm super excited about this topic. As a midlife woman who just turned 60, um, it's been a journey. Um, and I, I know, I believe I'm two months older than you too. Yeah, just about. I am turning 60 on December 20th, which is a little scary and exciting. It's so interesting exactly. how midlife has changed because when I, you know, I was younger, 60 was like old. And Not I anymore. don't, yeah, I don't feel, I feel so vibrant, so alive, so connected. And it's just so amazing to think what if one of my midlife biggest joys is meeting women like you who are inspiring and creating new friendships. And that's something I talk about in my book and in the uh, part about rehabbing your relationships. I think as midlife women, it's so important to make these kinds of connections. So Let's start off. First of all, big congratulations on your latest book. Again, Reclaiming Your Midlife Mojo, Women's Stories of Self-Discovery. It features the inspirational stories of 23 women, some of whom I've had the pleasure of having on my show, Rock Your Midlife. And I want to read the excerpt because it really spoke to me. It's from the back cover. And it says, as a woman says yes to her inner light, And she sheds the illusions of who she thought she had to be, the role she thought she had to play, and the limiting beliefs about her self-worth to discover that within her was the magic to co-create her life from a place of truth and authenticity. On that day, she will come face to face with her inner mojo, her divine essence, and the two will become one, embracing, dancing, and celebrating the homecoming. I just love that. So what message do you want women to take away from the stories shared in Midlife Mojo? There's actually a few, and a lot of based on my own experiences, but the main message that I and all the authors want is your current story doesn't have to be your closing story. Your current circumstances don't have to be your future, right? That we all have this essence within us that we have been become disconnected from in many cases. I know I did. I spent the first 35 years of my life searching outside of myself for joy, fulfillment, love, all of it. And it wasn't until I turned inward, which is where the mojo is. That's where the truth is, the essence of, of everything we are. When I started turning inward, that's when I realized that I had the power to write my own story. The labels that I was using to exist in the world, publisher, wife, mother, et cetera, those are labels and not the essence of who I am. And when I started doing that deep uncovering to, re, to you know, reclaim and even access my mojo, everything started to change. So through our authentic storytelling model at Inspire Living Publishing, it's as much of a healing journey of our authors going through the writing process. So each story that you will all read in Reclaiming Your Midlife Mojo, it is going to, they are heartfelt, they are vulnerable, they are truthful. Each woman went through a healing journey to write their story with the intention that when they can share their truth from a place of vulnerability and authenticity, some woman somewhere is either sitting in a car on the side of the road like I was in 1991, or is about to give up on some area of her life. And she's going to read a story and go, I'm not alone. I can do this. If she could do this, then I can do this. And every book 
This is 19 book, um, 250 women we have published. Many come back into our books over and over again because they want to heal another aspect of this story so they can, can reclaim their truth. So our collective intention is to remind women of possibility, to invite them to reclaim their inner mojo and um, to choose a new story, to choose to release the labels of who they are. So we are super excited um, about the project. I am so honored to hold space for these women. Um, for all our readers out there, I know these stories will support you in reclaiming your midlife mojo. Yeah, I absolutely love that because I think most of us can relate. I talk about you know this idea of we're climbing up this ladder of success, but it's up against the wrong building. We think when we have you know the title, the you know publisher, author, those things, or the the you know we meet the perfect guy, then we looking outside ourselves for happiness. It's like if you, you've had. I remember when my son and I we would go to these you know arcades. And, you know, we would play these games and all he wanted to do is collect tickets to get these silly toys, right? Instead of like enjoying the game, enjoying the ski ball or, or the pinball, whatever we were playing, all he wanted to do was get the tickets to get these things. And it's like us, instead of enjoying the journey, discovering who we are, we're looking for all of these labels, these accomplishments, because our culture tells us that that's what you're supposed to go for. And I think midlife is this beautiful time. What I found too, that is also, you know, going from the sort of, and we'll talk more about this too, because I know you're very interested in, in going from just the male centered success to the divine feminine of connecting with that. And these in the storytelling piece is so important because that's authority means being the author of your reality. And you can change your story by writing your story, by seeing how you grow it's a beautiful thing. And then seeing and when other women read these stories, they can retell their own stories. So if a woman's listening and she's feeling really stuck and she's like, well, this all sounds really good, Dr. Ellen and Linda, but like, how do I start to make that shift from looking outside myself for joy and happiness to going within? Well, before I share that, I'd like to share one thing because sometimes people look at my story and they go, wow, she's a publisher of Aspire. I have five media brands. I am out there. I have a global community of women that follow me. And they believe that I've never gone through anything, right? Because sometimes we project, look at Linda so full of joy and love and light. Well, that's because I went through the darkness. I did the work. I was a welfare mom, a high school dropout, a runaway, queen of self-sabotage, financial misfit, just ask my family. And I um, struggled a lot, up to 35 years old, with severe anxiety and depression. Why? because I wasn't owning my value. I wasn't owning my truth. I didn't see that at the time I was experiencing it, right? So a lot of people ask me, but Lynn, how did you go from that, you know, that energy to who you are today? So I try to bring myself back to that period of time. And I think the number one thing that I would say is if someone is in those times right now, a struggling time, a dark time, whether it's relationship, self-worth, it doesn't matter what the, it is. It doesn't matter what the story is. It doesn't matter what the label is, is to create a little spaciousness in every morning. That's how I started. Mm. And the number one thing that I will say changed my life. Um, and it, it, we hear it all the time. I am going to tell you it works. Um, I was in the darkest days of my life. My daughter is now 38. Uh, she was six. And 
I had a negative mindset and we all know what you think about you attract. And so I picked up a friend gave me Louise Hayes book um, way back then. And I remember going gratitude practice. She wants me to start a morning gratitude practice. This was how I was really feeling. I'm like, oh my God, what do I have to be grateful for? Because that was the mindset I was choosing. But there was something I am so grateful, something within me, which I now know is my soul, my inner wisdom, my truth, said, well, you're always not working. What do you have to lose? And I'll be honest, Ellen, I sat there every morning and it just wanted, it just requested that you write down five things to be grateful for. And I remember going, if nobody knows my life and no, no, no. I was struggling about, I'd say about seven to 10 days in, I remember going, I had a cup of coffee in my hand. I'm like, oh, this coffee tastes good. But it wasn't just writing a piece, something on that line. It, I noticed that if I felt what I was feeling, like if I really tapped into the enjoyment of that coffee, I was accessing something deep and I felt this um, switch start to flip. So every day I focused on not writing something on the list, but feeling grateful for what I was. I went into the emotion of gratitude. Within three months, my finances started to clear up. I felt more grounded. My anxiety lessened. I decided to add a evening practice of gratitude. Now, again, not just mindlessly writing gratitude things. I think that's where we all fail for, for a long time. It was going into the feeling completely transformed my life. So that is my number one, because I will say this, after 30 years in this personal and spiritual development um, path in teaching it, is if you believe even a little bit in the law of attraction and universal principles, and honestly, even if you don't, because they're universal principles, they are working whether you believe or not. If you cannot be grateful for the tiniest little things, the divine, the universe, your source is sure in the hell not going to bring you the big things because it is an energy. And I struggled with that, Ellen, way back then. And now I live in the energy of gratitude for the simplest things, feeling a breeze on my face. That's the essence of who I am now. And I want to speak to something you said, because I was nodding my head when you said it. You said, when you look back at the photos, if I show you photos of when I first started Aspire magazine, oh, what, 16 years ago, we're going to have 17 to now, I'm like, my goodness, I'm energetically, I'm not talking about my physical presence, I'm energetically aging backwards. And anyone that sees the pictures, you know, how it shows up in damn Facebook memories. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get away from your past. People go, Oh, my God, Lynn. And I'm like, it's an energetic vibration that I give off now that I see I was still blocking then like I can see my evolution through photos. And again, ladies, I am not talking about my physical appearance, right? I'm talking about an essence. I can see my essence, how it changed over time. So um, gratitude practice is one. And really, um, here's one of my trick questions. You know, when the, excuse my language, but the shit comes up, I got a fearful thought, the anxiety starts, it's the self-judgment starts, whatever it is for you. And believe me, I know from experience with anxiety, depression, and ruminating thoughts. My, my pivot now is the moment it comes up, we feel it in our body. Once you become conscious, you'll feel it in your body. I feel it in my solar plexus. I can immediately go into Linda. 
is this the truth of who you are? It stops the thought from it. And of course, the answer is like, no, this is not the energy I want to put out in the world. So this is a, a conversation within. And then I say, um, so what do you choose in this moment? Because the moment you become aware of where your energy and thoughts are, you are no longer the victim to them because the next decision is, do I choose to stay in this energy, thought process, pattern, or do I want to choose the next thing up? Um, that was life-changing for me because I always thought I was the victim to my thoughts. I was a victim to my patterns. No, the moment you become aware of where your energy is, if you choose to keep following that path, that path of negativity, self-doubt, fear and anxiety, it's a conscious choice. Isn't that beautiful though? I know I was pissed when I first learned that. I was like, oh no, it's not my fault that I think this way. But as I became more aware, I realized how empowering that was. I didn't have to choose the victim story. Oh, I'm a welfare mom, a, you know, queen of self-sabotage. I'll never find abundance. I'll I'll never find a healthy relationship. Like those were my stories because I held on to the labels of my stories, like uh, queen of self-sabotage, all that. I can use those words now to share my story with others, but I don't, they're not my labels. Does that make sense? Yes, that so, makes so much sense. Yeah, so those moments of awareness when you catch a thought, just say, is this the truth of who I am? The answer will always be no. Because you know it's not the truth of who you are. But when you ask that question, you're bypassing the ego and you're speaking directly to your soul and the answer will always be no. And then you get to choose. Do I do something to shift my energy, go for a walk, do something, read a spiritual book, call a friend. But the, again, the choice is yours. And when that happens, it's powerful. And I'm going to say something. We all go through things in life. Ellen's gone through it. I've gone through it. Um, I call it recalibration. So my clients know I teach them spiritual recalibration, energy recalibration, mindset recalibration tools. There's been times in my life, especially over the last couple of years, and maybe we'll talk about that, that I've had to recalibrate sometimes 50 times in a day. It doesn't matter how many times you are not feeling just because you have to recalibrate. Life is happening all around us, right? It is coming at us fast and furious. And we can lose our bearings like a weeping willow. We can get pulled by everything happening outside us. That's how I used to be. Now I'm an oak. As things are spinning, I can stay grounded in my truth, not the truth of all the stories outside me. But it's because I recalibrate constantly, right? So I just wanted to share that if you may have to recalibrate multiple times in a day, multiple times in a minute, that's okay. It just... You just want to keep doing that. So I, I just wanted to add that. So thank you. Yeah, those are, yeah, of course, those are amazing tools, certainly a gratitude practice. And I think what it's so amazing now too, is that fast forward, you know, 30 years since Louise Hay, that we now have research that shows that a gratitude practice actually increases happiness. The psychological research is catching up with the woo, which I absolutely adore. And the thing that you um, said, which is so cool, is I think about your thoughts are like the scaffolding on the building. So let's say you want to create something, your thoughts are the, the, the blueprint, the scaffolding, and then the feeling 
is what is the energy that allows the muscle and the skin and everything to happen. And I think that's the piece that people miss out on when they're doing manifestation practice, trying to get their mojo back is they're not dipping into what the coffee feels like, what it smells like, what it tastes like, what it looks like, what it feels like when you're holding that coffee in your hands, using all of your senses, connecting with your emotions. And I, I do something called a destination vibration, which I write about in Rock Your Midlife, which is about connecting with the energy of how you want to feel. And regardless of how, what comes up and, and, you know, and you, you touched on, this is trauma, right? These are old patterns. Trauma doesn't have to be, you know, we think about, you know, stuff with the Me Too movement and that's all, you know, really traumatic, but trauma can be small things. Just like what happened when you were six years old and you decided, you know what, I want to be loved. I am going to be a people pleaser. And a lot of us are recovering people pleasers. I'm going to do what mom and dad want me to be and do. And that way I will be safe. And then we create this people pleaser, which is trauma. When we all of a sudden decide to say no to somebody and stand up for ourselves, it doesn't, trauma doesn't have to be this huge thing that happened. It could be all of these decisions that you've made in your childhood. So the energy is so important when you notice and that feeling it in your body, I always say, name it, you tame it. So saying, you know, this is anxiety. This is stress. This is sadness. This is grief. Naming it feeling it, you heal it. Like you said, and you're feeling it, you feel it, your solar plexus. And when I'm working with people, it's like, where are you feeling this emotion? Is your heart shut down? Are you feeling like butterflies in your stomach and allowing it to come and go? And what I want to say too, is don't, you're not, we're not talking about spiritual bypassing where you go and you, you know, go to a retreat or you meditate all day thinking, well, if I just stay in the spiritual place, then mm -hmm. I'm going to go beyond this, but you allow yourself to experience what you're experiencing. And then you, you give yourself self-compassion because it hurts. And, and for me, it, that was the biggest thing of manifesting because, you know, I've been doing this, like I said, 30 years when I had my wake up in 1991. So a little over 30 years. And I, the thought manifest was, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to put this vision board up. Remember how many vision boards we had? And the missing part is our emotions. What we write, what we say, what we tell people we want for our desires means nothing to the universal principles. The universe doesn't match words, but what matches energy. So if you are putting, um, I want to attract a, a soulmate. Let's use that for an example. But your inner energy goes, well, I'm never going to meet them. I've always had, I've always had frogs, you know? So if your inner energy is not vibrating at what you say you want. What you write on papers and vision boards, the universe can't say there's a disconnect. It's incongruent. It's shifting your energetic frequency to be in alignment with that which you want. That was my biggest struggle when I used to manifest. Now my clients and friends will go, you're a master manifester. I said, we have one job. This is my, this is my own spiritual truth, ladies. I'll share it with you. Um, I believe we all came here with this energetic essence and that energetic essence, no matter what your faith is, what your belief system is, is our sacred connection to the divine, to, to your divine mind, to my divine, right? But life, childhood, just life, all of a sudden it gets all covered up with mud and muck. And we're like searching, like, where is my support team? Where is it? It's almost like this yearning and searching. And the longer we go without doing our deep inner work and feeling our feels, it feels as if we're disconnected. 
Truth is we can never be disconnected. So Inner Mojo and a lot of the other books I have published are about reminding women that their manifesting power, their inner power, their truth is all, might just all be covered with muck. And their job is to clear the frequency. So the frequency to the divine, the frequency to all that is, again, your words, whatever your um, relationship is. When I got that going, wait a minute, I am an energetic frequency. I am created from all that is. So I am not separate. If I can clear my frequency, my truth will be able to shine. My love will be able to shine my joy because I will align with all that is, which is all that I am. That was major for me. That was a big awakening because then I realized everything I want, everything is in, already inside me. I just have to energetically align with it and change the stories that I keep rescripting in my head. And believe me, I've had some stories in there, as we all have, right? That's why my authentic storytelling model, when we invite women into our anthologies, it's like, listen, um, this is a sacred journey. We're going to help you as you choose your story that, that matches the book. We're going to help you heal the triggers in that story. Um, and as you are writing it, and then when it comes out, you're going to be able to vibrationally support and emotionally support the woman who read it. So um, it's been um, a beautiful journey of deep darkness and beautiful light. Isn't that what All right, let's. We'll take a little break. And I love that you're sharing all of these incredible tools that really do work. And when we come back, I want to talk maybe specifically about some of the stories, hear more about your story and your authentic storytelling. And also I want to share one of the things that I find that really keeps women from manifesting the life that they truly want. We're taking a little break. We'll see you on the other side. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Midlife can be challenging. You may be sandwiched between growing kids and aging parents, dealing with menopause, and trying to find work-life balance. Or maybe your life looks good on the outside, but inside you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and wondering how to get your confidence and joy back. You need someone to help you get real, discover who you are, and navigate life. Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I'm here to help. I've worked with hundreds of midlife women, went from surviving to thriving at midlife myself, and literally wrote the book on this pivotal time period, Rock Your Midlife, Seven Steps to Transform Yourself and Make Your Next Chapter Your Best Chapter. Think of me as the one-stop shop for all your midlife needs. I'm a psychologist, nutritionist, and board-certified health and wellness coach with 30 years of experience empowering midlife women. I provide nutrition consults, life coaching, and free resources to help you transform your body, your mind, your career, and your relationships. Feeling stuck? I can help you figure out how to live authentically with joy, passion, and purpose. Every Wednesday here on Voice America, live from 2 to 3 
p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I share my passion for making the most of midlife and my expertise on the most pressing midlife issues from changing family relationships, managing stress, and securing enough resources to rediscovering yourself. I also interview experts from around the world to help you navigate your life. For more information, please visit my website, themidlifewhisperer.com, for fabulous resources, including my free gift, 10 Tips to Rock Your Midlife. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. Hope to see you there soon. Check out the Voice America Variety Channel on Facebook. This is the place to share and read stories about and from our hosts and shows. And you can add your voice on today's hot topics. Like us and comment on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Voice America Variety. You are listening to Rock Your Midlife with Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer. Have a question for Dr. Ellen or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer. Welcome back to Rock Your Midlife. Hey, if you want to get in touch with me, head on over to my website. It's themidlifewhisperer.com. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. And we are talking with Linda Joy, who is an extraordinary woman, as well as publisher of a new book, which is Linda. Reclaiming your midlife mojo. Come on, ladies. Don't we all want that? It says women's stories of self-discovery and transformation. It's our 19th book, all dedicated to inspiring you to live your best life. And I wrote the forward for it and I've read a couple of the stories, which we'll get to into a moment. But I wanted to share one of the things that I find which keeps women absolutely stuck and unable to manifest. It's not feeling like you are enough. Yeah. I see it all the time. And that I think was, that's the biggest block. I am not good enough. Nice. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not lovable enough. And when you're able to, I'm here to say you are enough. You are exactly who you're supposed to be. And when you feel in your soul that you are enough, and it doesn't mean about being perfect. None of us are perfect. I will be the first person to say that I, um, I'm, I'm a hot mess a lot of the time. I really am. I'm sometimes I'm very emotional and I am not, um, I don't have great attention to detail and all types of things, but that's part of who we are. But you've got to get that enough, this feeling that in your, in your soul, in your essence, because if you don't feel like you're enough, well, that's what's not, that's what's going to show up. And I see this again in dating arena and I get so sort of upset when I see women on Instagram. Oh my God, I hate dating apps. They all really suck. I've met all these losers. Well, it's just like, if that's what you believe, I met my man in three weeks and I am like over the moon with him. It's, you know, but I really believe that I was worthy of meeting somebody amazing. And the big shift for me, frankly, was practicing self-compassion, which is the second step in my book, learning to love myself. Because when you love yourself, first of all, you're sending the message to the universe that I am enough. I am lovable on that. The, the energy of love is really what is God's spirit source is love. And when you connect with, I love me with all my flaws and with all my strengths, then you start to manifest. Would you agree, Linda? Do you see that that's the biggest block? I know it was mine. And from 
30 years because I had another business that I served women prior to this 17 years that I've been doing this. Self-worth and shame of past decisions um, not only stops them from manifesting, stops them from being fully present in their life because there's so much self-condemnation. They are always back here. And if there's time, I'd love to share one story of where I really learned that one part. Um, 30 years ago, back then, when I had just got off welfare, I had a lot of wounds. I had a lot of wounds. I was healing from childhood trauma, many things, single welfare mom. But I had a business that was thriving. I opened it, getting right off welfare. And it, I grew my retail store um, three times, went from 700 square feet to 5,000. Well, in that journey, um, organizations started asking me to speak. And I remember saying, well, well, why would they want me to speak? I'm a high school dropout because I was owning those labels at that time, right? I don't have anything to offer. It would be, I would shrink my light. They were seeing my light, but there was always a part of my soul. I'm so grateful for now that said yes, in spite of fears, always. Even though I would want to be, I would be dry even in the bathroom before going out on the stage. <laughs> But one of them was um, a woman's shelter. And I had probably been up well for about seven years. My business was thriving. And it was a tough crowd. These women had um, had struggles that I couldn't even envision. And they were in residential, getting their lives together. Most of them had lost custody of their children. My heart felt for them. And I wanted them to have belief. But I also wanted to help them remove the labels, right? So I shared my life story. And... And I had a big dry erase board there. And one of the women was really tough. You know, there's someone in the audience that's sitting there like this, going, mm -hmm, and giving you the eyes, right? And like I was so like shy and introverted back then. I'm like, oh man, she's going to kick my butt, right? Energetically. And all of a sudden, I know a spirit speaking through me, Ellen, because who I am today, I wasn't then, right? And I said, anyone have questions? And of course, her hand went right up. And she goes, you're going to stand up there and tell me that you are angry and resentful for everything that happened to you in your life or the choices you made? I said, I carried that for a long time, Diane. I said, so much so that it was so heavy. I said, but let, can, may I do an exercise with you? She said, yeah. So I drew a curly haired stick figure on the board. And I said, so I should have shame that I was a runaway and made wrong choices. So I raised a part of my arm. I said, so what's the other part of the story that resonates? She goes, well, you dropped out of high school and she named some things. So I kept going, erasing parts of who I am. And she said, yeah, and then you're a, a welfare mom and single mother and a bunch of other stuff that we went through in my life story. Pretty soon, <laughs> there was a stick figure that had no body and parts of her were missing. And I said, Diane, do you see? If I carry that shame, regret, and self-condemnation, the woman you see today wouldn't exist. I had to let it go. What your decisions in past are, you can't change. And all that weight of what you were carrying, and this is for our listeners too, all that weight of doing this and looking over your shoulder, you are not able to move forward. Isn't it time we release all that? The self-doubt, the, self the shame, the self-condemnation, the self-worth. And people were bawling because no one ever gave them permission to release the labels of the past. Now, I can tell you that day that wisdom flowed through me because I got the same healing they got to say, you are done. It was like my labels were gone. 
they were done that moment. So the message came through me as it still does all these years later. That's a message I want to leave women with. If you are always looking back at your past perceived mistakes, which they weren't mistakes, you were doing the best you could at that time. Then this beautiful soul that's in front of us right now, that's listening to the show, would not be here um, in this moment. You would be a portion of yourself. When I released all those labels and stopped looking back at my past, it's almost as if my soul pieces all came back together. So that moment was as healing for them as it was for me. And that's a message I want to leave you all with. Read the stories of Reclaiming Your Midlife Mojo. Because sometimes we have a story or a past that we kind of hide even from ourselves because we believe, oh, if anyone knew, if anyone knew, they wouldn't love me. If anyone knew, they would judge me. Bullshit, right? Because the truth of who you are is when you are open and vulnerable, you are not carrying that rock in your heart that's closing you up to receive and give love. These women, these stories, you will discover you are not alone. We have everything from uh, going into recovery to healing breast cancer to divorce, self-worth, self-care. There's so many, and you will find that you are not alone. And I'm just so passionate about that. This is the work I do. All my media brands are about giving women content like from amazing women like Ellen um, and some of today's leading visionary women because I want one thing, to remind them of the power of possibility. That's it. That's my mission. Um, and it's that's powerful. Why I, and yeah, and I want to p- just pick up too on the, on the shame. So if you're listening, if you're feeling shame, it's time to heal. I mean, shame is such a powerful emotion. And what it is, is I'm bad. Not that I've done something bad. And listen, we've all done things that we regret perhaps, but that yeah. shame is this deep sense. And I think shame is one of the absolute lowest vibrations um, that there is. So do some healing, work with a coach, talk to a therapist, but healing that shame is so incredibly important. And we're both here to say that you're a beautiful light. I mean, you are literally made of sunlight and you literally came from stardust. We're not, I'm just making it up. It's not just some woo stuff, but you, and you are a soul having a human experience. And it's so vitally important if you have lost your midlife mojo, if you're like, where did my joy, my magic go? And you're experiencing shame. Well, the shame is really the I'm wrong piece that, that needs to do healing. And these stories are really going to help you. I know I had um, the joy of having one of the authors on back in October during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I had Avira Ventura. Oh my goodness. I haven't read her story yet, but this woman is such a badass, you know, she, she is a yoga instructor and she, you know, has a master's in education from Harvard and she's smart and she's a mom and she has amazing energy, but she, was diagnosed with breast cancer at 39. And then it it metastasized to her brain. She had to learn to rewalk again. So I can't wait to read her story. Tell me about some of, I know you you have the whole process. Tell me a little bit about the process that you go through before you write your sort of publishers forward and put the book out there. I know you've digested it. Tell me about some of the stories and your process of of really um, holding these women in your heart right? And just having a real soul connection with them. It's so funny because the process you're talking about is when the office turned the story into my editing team, um, they may believe I read it, 
right? So there's like a three-month period when they're done writing the stories that's with editing. But I tell everyone before they sign with any project with me, I say, listen, I don't read the stories. I do not peek at them. I don't look at them until my editor's done and they give me that the you know uh, Word document PDF before it's about to go to print. And I sit there and I have this sacred moment. I have a favorite blankie. I light a candle. I always bring a box of tissues because I don't want to read piecemeal, right? It's an energy thing for me that I've wanted for 19 book books. So I won't change my, my ritual. And then as I'm holding all these stories together um, and I go through them, I drop in as if I'm the reader into each story and I allow myself to feel the emotions. It's such a powerful process of me connecting to the, I call them sacred soul stories. That's one of the terms I use. This is not, hey, let's just write it for an anthology. Oh no, baby, when you work with me, you're going deep into your healing. So one of the other things I do wanna say, so at the end of, for every book that we've published, at the end of every woman's story is custom journaling prompts. And let me tell you why. And this is important. It's a healing tool. When I first started the publishing company, I'm like, I was drawn to anthologies because I want to give women a voice and a platform, right? I still do across all my media brands. So I go, wait a minute. I know I used to read um, feel good books with anthologies and I'd read a story and it would bring something up in me because I'd recognize myself. And then I'd go, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to feel that. Right? Because that's where I was in my healing. And I said, now, if I'm going to do a book publishing company, oh, no, they're not going to get away with that. Because when you read a woman's story and you feel something, a trigger, a pain, a tear is a moment of healing for you. So for every book, at the end of a woman's story, this customized, three customized journaling prompts that bring you into the truth of that woman's story to get you to dive a little deeper into what you're feeling. It's a healing journey, a healing tool, because I didn't want women just to read the story on the shallow level. Say, like, come on, baby. If you're feeling something, there's something there for you to heal. So each story is followed by customized journaling prompts related to the lessons in that woman's story. So I just wanted to share that because it's so much more than just reading a story. Um, it's a healing journey for you. So my authors, like, I'm just going to share a couple of them as the um, I'm not going to list all the authors, but I just want to sh share some of the story titles. Um, writing a new chapter of midlife health and wellness. The beauty of humble surrender. Oh, this some powerful stuff here. Thriving through the big sea. That's Vera's, Vera Ventura's. Um, my body kept score, experiencing surrender. My way didn't work. So those are just some of what's waiting for you. Um, the other thing I, I do want to touch base on is something you said earlier, and um, you let me know on the time. We all go through the dark nights of the soul. And I want you to, if you've been following me for a long time in my personal page, if you go to my personal page and do hashtag seeing the blessings, you might try see the blessings too, but I'm pretty sure it's seeing the blessings. You will find out how I navigated because those posts, some of them went viral. Over the last two years, my honey, my man of 28 years, got two diagnoses in 2019. Two diagnoses within four days. A brain, um, sorry, a pituitary tumor that caused him to lose his eyesight suddenly in the middle of building our dream home. Four days later, they go, oh, let's get a better look and a level eight brain aneurysm above the tumor wow. completely unexpected. 
Why do I share that? I share that because I chose to share parts of the journey, not the, well, we're at the hospital, here's all the medical shit. Yes, some of that, but it was more of how I was staying grounded in the moment. So it's all spiritual tools, the mindset tools. Women would reach out going, oh my God, Linda, my sister's going through breast cancer. My daughter's going through a divorce. It was spiritual and mindset principles. Little did I know that that would be going on for two years um, because of COVID, his aneurysm surgery got moved. But I want to share a moment when I, so you know, I feel deeply. It is not about spiritual bypassing. We got him through everything. And final surgery, um, because of COVID, it was postponed a year. So we had a year of waiting, right? So everything went amazing, Ellen, amazing. And I think his surgery was October 6th, and after his um, pituitary tumor surgery. And I remember going, um, I have to get to December 15th. That's when we closed for our annual break for my media companies. And I was... I was processing everything that I share in those posts, if anyone's interested in going in my personal pages, Linda Joy. And um, the day my vacation started, I dropped into this abyss. Now, it didn't make sense. He was whole, healed, healthy. Boston is still talking about how he healed because we have a miracle mindset. My mindset strategies, I was sending him energy. I was like, why is happening? What is happening? Why am I spiraling down it should be the joyful time and I was hiding it from him because I'm like hey the dude just had brain surgery I don't want him worrying about me and I was finally he could tell because he'd walk into a room and stop bawling bawling and I realize now I can hold space for large projects large energies large life circumstances and I held it for 19 months and it was almost like the release, the completion of him being whole healed. I went in to the abyss of everything that I felt. And I remember dropping in and I said, I am going to feel all of this as much as I didn't want to. And this is for everyone that is afraid to feel. It was dark. It was scary. When you know you could lose your partner, right? But I knew if I did not clear that energy, the fear energy that all of it, all the denseness that it would remain in my body and it would go on. So finally, one day I just bawled. He came into the room, into the bedroom where I was trying to hide. He said, look at me. He said, um, I am whole. I am fine. You don't have to worry about me. I go, I know. I know I don't. And he said, let me love you through this. Aww. Like you loved me through it. And just being seen and heard, um, it took me probably seven to 10 days of deep work. I'm so grateful my, my company was closed, deep work of feeling it all. So I want to be very, I want to be very clear and make sure I circle back. All the work that I do in the world, all the mindset work, all the energetic and spiritual recalibration work I do with clients, you can learn more at linda-joy.com. It's not about spiritual bypassing. I am Miss Positivity, Miss Joy, but I'm, I go to the depths because I know energy. And I don't want any of that stuff within me. So I feel it and I clear it. Um, 
It's such a powerful story. And I, I love that example too, because it's not about being mispositive. Everything's okay all the Ooh. time. That's not what spiritual enlightenment is about. It's about, you know, no mud, no lotus. Like the mud of life is you can either go under. And I think, you know, midlife women have the highest level of depression for any group for our age and gender. It's like 13%. It's up there like with breast cancer. And I think we are taught, and I had a wonderful guest on who talks about this um, perfectly hidden depression. We go with, that's the way I was, a smiley face, everything's great, I'm awesome. But underneath it, I was just miserable. So I love this story that you shared of holding all of the space for your husband and his healing. And then all of a sudden you had to like process that mud and clear all of that all. And then there he was for you. And I want to let you know, if you want to connect with Linda, it is Linda hyphen joy.com and the website to get this book, which is amazing. It's, it's midlife That's midlife I had the honor of writing the forward, reading some of the stories. We have about two minutes left, Linda couple. I'd love to know how you are rocking midlife. I know we're both looking at, you know, uh, loving Costa Rica and thinking about going to Costa Rica. Um, other things, what are you doing to stay vibrant and sort of parting words of wisdom for people are getting and feeling kind of stuck and they're like, well, this all sounds good, but like, how do I really rock my midlife? How are you rocking your midlife? What are some parting words of wisdom? To me, the most important thing is start creating more spaciousness in your life. It is a, a trauma response that we fill our day in life with chasing to-do lists. I now take every Friday off. I was blessed that even through my medical journey, I, took, I had 18 weeks off because I created an intentional life where spaciousness is one of my core values. And if you can give yourself spaciousness, even if it's start with 15 minutes in the morning and go, where am I? Be in your body. That is the beginning of creating an intentional life. Um, creating space to connect with your divine source. I don't care if it's while you're washing dishes. Like I have a conversation all the time, right? I find a hot shaped rock. I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, it's like, thank you. I see your signs. Have fun with the divine, with your divine source. Have, look for moments of joy. Look for moments of gratitude. I am going to tell you it will elevate your life. It will help you heal the heaviness of your heart. And of course, pick up a copy of Reclaiming Your Midlife Mojo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just, and to let people know again, it's a midlifemojobook.com. And I, I love that because read the stories with a Kleenex and a pen oh, in yeah. hand, do the journaling exercises. Journaling is such a powerful way. It's really a way that we connect with our soul and get the book. Linda, thank you so much for joining. Always a joy to connect with you. And thank you for the honor of writing the forward for this amazing book. I am digging into my copy and using those prompts and looking forward to actually meeting you face-to-face -face and uh, working on some more amazing projects to help women to reclaim their midlife mojo and rock your midlife. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Have a terrific week and thanks again. Thanks for listening to Rock Your Midlife. We hope this episode has helped you get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. Until we talk again, have a fantastic week and go rock your midlife.